do that thing that you think is going to take you where you don't want to go and see where it does take you. It might not be somewhere you don't want to be. It's a beautiful day in what is normally sunny San Diego. Actually, it's raining. That's why I use beautiful day. And I'm sitting at a table, not just with anyone, but a good friend, a former guest of the show. It is Ajama Alazu from ConvoMe.com. This is Jared Easley. This is Star of the Doubts. Ajama, welcome. Thank you, Jared. Hi. (laughs) So you are a speaker this week. So let's talk about that. Yes, I am. I'll be speaking at the Social Media Marketing World 2017 conference, and I will be speaking about podcasting and basically telling the story of my journey into podcasting and where I am now and how I do it. So we've, because you've been on the show before, I mean, you've told that story, but I think it's such a good story. Let's kind of catch people up that, that maybe aren't already familiar with you and what you're doing. Let's talk about how you got into podcasting in the first place. Okay. So I first discovered podcasting in 2012, just playing on my iPhone. It was right when Apple split out the little podcast thing. Mm -hmm. Remember that purple thing? Yeah. And I started, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know it? And I started playing around with it. And that was when I discovered that there there were all these shows that they only spoke and I didn't need to listen to music. So I was really excited because I don't really listen to music that much. And so, well, when you do, it's country music. And when I do, it's country music. Thank you, Jerry. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Very few people knew that. And now the whole Star of the Doubts audience yes. knows it too. Azama might not be the person you think listens to country music, but she does. Yeah. Loud and proud. I do. I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So I started listening to podcasts and I just felt like I wanted to do one as well. And so I started investigating how to get into podcasting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lots of information out there. I ended up taking a class with Cliff Ravenscraft, yes. the podcasting A to Z class. Mm-hmm. Started a couple of my own podcasts, didn't really succeed with those. And then I found, well, not found, I was listening to the Etsy Conversations podcast and the host had stopped releasing new episodes. So I reached out to her and basically, how much detail do you want? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I reached out to her and asked if she would be making any more episodes, but she had this whole new life in Turkey being the PR manager for a Turkish classical musician and didn't want anything to do with Etsy anymore. Well, at the time. So I asked her if I could take over the podcast and she said yes and just handed everything over to me and I've been doing it ever since. And I, I love that because that, that wasn't a show that was just like nobody listening. It was a thriving show that just got abandoned. Yeah, and yes, then it had been. You took it over. So, but that was a while ago. That wasn't like yesterday. So we're talking a couple of years ago. Oh, we're talking, we're in 2017 now, four years ago now. So four years ago, a lot's happened yes. in four years. What's yes. the status of the show now? What What's that been like since then? The show is still going strong. One of the things I say in my talk is, I think the reason this one succeeded and my other two didn't is because I was and still do obsess about Etsy. If you know people who are into handmade arts and crafts, you know they're not meek and mild about what they do. They love it. They love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you have a craft and you're into your craft, you're all about your craft. Mm. And I think that's what's kept me going with this is because it's something that I have a sustained interest in. Right. And not just that, but also. 
because I am also my audience, when I think about things that I want to improve on, things that I want to see, I'm pretty much guaranteed that my audience is going to come along with me when I do that. For instance, now I'm doing, I started a resources arm of the podcast where all I talk about are resources for selling on Etsy or running your handmade business. And then I started a news feed as well, where I just talk about how to's about selling on Etsy. Etsy has a very strong educational arm to what they do. They're very good about educating the community, but a lot of people who sell on Etsy don't know about that or they don't have the time to do that. And so I now offer a basically, it is a podcast, but not an independent podcast. It's premium content. So people who are used to listening to me, listening to the podcast can now listen to just the educational information and they pay to receive that. So it's like a subscription? It's a subscription service. Yes. Excellent. So instead of trying to keep up with all the emails from Etsy or read this, the handbook or what have you, I just condense that information. People pay and they get it. They can still listen on the go. They can listen while they work. They can listen while they do anything that they would normally be doing when they're listening to the regular podcast, except now they're getting all the other stuff they were missing out on. And it's, you keep it concise and easy to remember and, yes. and break it down. Yes, exactly. That's fantastic. So how long have you been doing that? That I just launched this year. Good for you. Yeah. And so far, so good? So far, so good. It was, at first, I when I had the idea to start a subscription a subscription service, I was thinking of doing video tutorials. Right. And I actually started to do those. I made some videos and was still playing around with the technology. And then it occurred to me to ask my right. audience what they, you Which know. Which I think was the right, right thing exactly. to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. And I thought for sure everyone is making videos. They'll want step-by-step videos. And I know the stats off the top of my head because I was really shocked. 67% said they did not want videos and 83% said they would rather pay to hear me talk than stop and watch a video. Yeah, because they're listening to the podcast. I know. Well, it didn't occur to me. I just thought, well, everyone else is doing videos. And that was a lesson for me Mm. was to not necessarily look at what everyone else is doing, but see what's working for my audience and continue to give them more of what was working. Would you be willing to share how you set up that subscription and how you deliver those audio files? Yes. So now the person who started the podcast is actually, she does website development now. Interesting. So she's right. not working with the Turkish musician? and She's not doing his PR anymore. Now she does more of the website development. Okay. And, so, and she does it for others as well. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, this is what I'm doing with the podcast now. Can you build me a membership portal on the website? Nothing else changes, but I just want people to now be able to, when they go to the website, if they're paying members, to be able to log in and get to the premium content. And she actually built it. That's wonderful. That's (laughs) so good. Yeah. And so you record and then how do you put those files into the membership area? So the way the structure is set up, I can tag the ones that are premium content so they don't show up for anyone who isn't logged in to the website. And if anyone tries to look at anything that's premium, they get a page that says, oh, you have to log in. in. Here's how sign up, swipe your card and you'll get access. Okay. 
And when they do log in, if assuming they're a member, mm-hmm. they're getting access to a page that an embedded audio file or? Yes, they're getting access to a whole new portal. It's like a whole different. So they see everything that the non-paying members see, but then they see a lot more. There are more menus on the paid side mm-hmm. and everything is organized by topic. So if someone wants to learn about how to ship internationally, I have a whole shipping section. And they can listen to recordings about how to ship domestically and how to ship internationally, packaging, where to buy supplies, all broken down in the shipping section. If they want to learn about marketing and branding, they're all broken down by section. Wow. I love that. And are you just using your current audio host to put those files in the membership? No. So I had to switch hosts because my current host, if I put it on the same feed, it will automatically go into the the podcast. Right. Right. So I created a whole new. So I use Libsyn for the regular podcast. Yes. And I use SoundCloud for the premium podcast because I can actually make the SoundCloud SoundCloud files private. Private. Mm -hmm. Okay. So are they receiving that through an RSS feed? Or are they just, they have to log into the website to hear it? So to a, so they right now they have to log into the website to hear it. Okay. I'm working with an app developer so that members can actually download an app and then listen to it that listen way. To it okay. that way. Yeah. yeah. That's so exciting. I love it. I really am impressed. Thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about personal life, uh, business aside. So you recently, or not recently, but you left California the place that you love, and moved to Denver. So what's that been like? Why did that happen? How do you like Denver? Well, first of all, I don't like snow. Uh, (laughs) Well, you might have moved to the right place, right? (laughs) I know, I know. Denver is all about winter sports and winter weather. But that aside, I like Denver. And I think I like it primarily because I have a lot of family there. Right. And that was the main reason I moved was I come from a really big family. We're very close. And we came to the U.S., about the same time and all lived together in California. And then over the course of the years, life took people outside of California and everyone kind of now ended up in Denver and I was the only one on the outskirts. And so that was why I moved to Denver. I do enjoy being around family again. I miss my California friends a lot. I miss my California life so much because Mm. California was, I I went from Nigeria to California. That was all I knew. But it's nice learning something new and learning a different part of America. Because, you know, America is so different everywhere you go. And the transition hasn't been as hard as I thought it would be because apparently lots of Californians are relocating to Colorado, which I don't know what how the Coloradans feel about that (laughs) because we're taking over. But I love it. I bet they do. Yeah, that's so funny. So what was the point where you're just like, that's it, I am going to Denver? Like, yeah, you missed your family, but what was it that made you really decide, okay, this is, I'm going to make this transition? I don't think there was any one thing. I just found that I was traveling to Denver a lot more than I used to in the past for family events, for birthdays, for weddings, for graduations, just different things were happening. And I, I found I was coming to Denver six or seven times a year, which is about every other month. Right. And so for me, it was an experiment to see if I could leave California and and live outside of what I was used to. Mm -hmm. And 
when I left, I said to myself, okay, I'm just going to try Denver. I'm not going to stay here forever. But so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> well, Jean, I'm very excited about what's going on with you. I'm thrilled to hear some of these updates. And uh, we always like to close out, of course, with two questions. One, of course, is where can people connect with you online? The best place to find me is on my website, convome.com. Mm-hmm. If you fill out the contact form, I respond really quickly. Or you can email me directly at ijama or, oh, actually, that might be hard to remember, interview at convome.com is probably easier. Interview at convome.com. Yes. And last question, of course, is final thoughts. Final thoughts. I think for me, one of the things I'm learning and growing from is speaking up and doing what's in my heart and in my mind to do. I'm an introvert by nature. And typically I go with the crowd. I go with the flow. The other day someone said to me, I think you should lead a Bible study. And I said, no, I'm a follower. I'm not a leader because that's how I think about myself. Mm. But I think, and I thought about, I, I played that conversation over in my head so many times. Like, am I really a follower? I'm like, yes, you are a follower. But I think for me, getting to the point where I feel comfortable speaking to people and asking people things and and asking for what I want is teaching me that it's not always the best thing to stay where you're safe. And for me, asking questions and speaking up has been my unsafe zone, which, you know, is getting me to grow. And so my final thought for anyone listening is do that thing that you think is going to take you where you don't want to go and see where it does take you. It might not be somewhere you don't want to be. Well, I am excited that you're here this week. I'm looking forward to your presentation and best of luck with everything. Thank you, Jared. Thanks for having me on again. 